the one thing that I've seen that I'm able to do is I'm given these small moments to be deeply honest. And if I am honest, it breaks it. It's just like crazy calculation that I'm in my mind can't understand it. It's not linear, but it's like I'm, when I'm in that stuckness, I'm given these small moments, a phone call comes in, a neighbor comes to the door, something happens and I never do it. But I'm aware that like, if I could be actually honest in this moment and a couple times that I have been, all of the stuckness breaks. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey, welcome everybody to this episode of Friends Sharing on Deeper Levels of Intimacy and Authenticity. And in this conversation, I have a returning guest, Thomas Duchin, who is a good friend of mine and neighbor. And I love this conversation. Thomas came over. We felt juiced to do a podcast together, but we weren't sure what kind of topic. There was many to choose from. And instead, we decided to talk about just what was a lie for us. You will witness us spontaneously working through a recent encounter that needed clearing between us. Thomas is in a space of really wanting truth to come through him, through the people around him. As he says in the podcast, he's hungry for it. So we went into a deep dive and really talked about what our needs are to be in relationship on a deep, authentic level between us and also with other people. We talked about how to take risks to do that, and we discussed that between each other, and we took risks on telling each other what we wanted and what we needed, and the challenge is to do all of that risk-taking. So you get to eavesdrop on a conversation for what was alive for us to go deeper into authenticity and intimacy with each other. And I hope it spurs some feelings and thoughts for you to do this in your own life. So let me tell you a little bit more about Thomas. Thomas is beginning a new cycle in life after seven years helping start and lead Daymaker. And Daymaker is a compassion platform for company giving campaigns. He is exploring and feeling a lot of energy around reconnecting folks to land, his native roots, and regenerative agriculture. Like I said, he lives in Black Mountain, North Carolina, down the street from me, next to Earth Haven Echo Village, with his dog, Rose, whom he considers his wise guru. And you can find more from Thomas in the show notes. All right, everybody. I know you're going to enjoy this conversation because I sure did. Mm-hmm. Friends sharing on deeper levels of intimacy and authenticity. Yeah, let's talk about it. My man, my man, it feels good to venture on this again. I'm so glad that you're open to it. 
Thank you for having me back. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we're just going to go with where connection lies. I would and, love that. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Anything coming up for you around that? What do you feel for? Hmm. The exact substance isn't there for me quite yet, but I feel like we're circling around the themes of honesty and vulnerability and those as pathways perhaps to deeper intimacy. And the theme of armor is also coming to me in this moment, perhaps as something in contrast to those themes. So let's go there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We don't have to give a whole backstory, but I'm going to respond to your voicemail from Mm -hmm. a few weeks ago and and we'll go from there. Yeah. So when you came over, when Xander was in town and we had an evening of, of talk and pumpkin pie or food or whatever we did and we were connecting on different subjects and I left you a message for something else and just said it was a sweet connection and, and you came back and my interpretation was it that you said, yeah, it was. And there's also a different kind of like sweetness that I want, like the aspect of being vulnerable and going down and deep. And you want that for our relationship for mine, yours and Xander's and rainbows. And yet, and that didn't happen to the to the level that that you wanted, and I remember taking that in and thinking, yeah, and and oh man, like I didn't give Thomas like what he wanted, or um, yeah, we didn't go and we were on some particular subject around a food and and other things, and and then I went, wait a second though, you know, I still had a sweet experience, like mm-hmm. I wanted to stay with mine. My son was in town. You know, somebody that I love comes over and however we were connecting on whatever level to me, it was sweet. And knowing that, yeah, there's a certain vulnerability. Because one thing I also recall was, I was like, yeah. And and I noticed that Thomas didn't take off his jacket for like two hours. Like what level of safety did he feel around that to, to like open up? And I was like, hmm, yeah. Like whose job is that? Uh, is that both of ours? Is it to name? And at the same time, like loving that that's where you want to go, you know? And then I also think of another thing is like, yeah, I want to go there too. And I just spent fucking five hours in counseling. There you go. It's so, <laughs> so fucking deep today. And But it's so different to go deep mm-hmm. into people that's in my personal life. And so I don't want to sleepwalk. And so like I, I honor like your experience and your desire. And I want to also honor like, it, it was sweet for me. Maybe I not, I didn't have a, a certain expectation of that and uh like how do how do we meet each other's expectations in some way or that level of vulnerability so f- folks just we're just gotta throw that out and see where mm. we go on that yeah what mm. comes up for you when i say this thank you for sitting with that for letting it move through you and in you and it feels rich that has been marinating for three weeks. I know that you weren't ignoring that and I assumed you would come back to it. And I'm glad that this is the container we found ourselves in, right? Um, so thank you. And thank you for holding on to your sweetness of the experience. Cause I, I hear that, you know, it's, it was like a warm, cozy night. We had a delicious meal, an incredible pumpkin pie. We sat for four hours, Xander's around. I mean, and so I, the fire is going, it's a cold starry night. Like, yeah, there's, there's a lot of sweetness there. Hmm. 
So I feel like to tap into where I am, I want to set the stage for where I am, right? And it's at this point where, and I'm going to speak in hyperbole because I feel like it helps me feel the truth of a situation and nothing is as dire or drastic as it seems. I feel like for so much of my life, I've been pretending, you know, since being a child, as we all are, I'm conditioned into certain things that get me love from those around me, be that my parents, my teachers, my grandparents, and certain things that don't get me love. And you learn to do the things that get you love and you stop doing the things that don't get you love, regardless of what that soul thread is asking you to do. And so I see that in my mid early twenties and anger comes out of that, you know, like goodness, the systems of the world, like they don't, I, I'm not wanting to be fully alive. I'm wanting to be a certain thing, you know, success is, is looking a certain way, talking a certain way, fitting the mold. So I've been on this aversion to any type of pretending, you know, and my type of pretending is often like an intellectual banter because I'm good at it. I was given a strong mind. I went to a good university. I know how to put together those words. I know how to read a book and then summarize that book in a way that's going to resonate with somebody. And I don't say that from a place of like arrogance. I don't think those are real skills. I think that's like a very surface level um, expression of humanity to be able to read well and piece together ideas. And so that's kind of my level of pretending and I'm good at it. And it is so not life-giving. And so for me, like where, where I'm feeling more and more called and where it's just rich and juicy is like this utter raw honesty, you know? And it's like, Hey, Prepo, I'm going to let you in on my shame. I'm going to let you, I want to let you in on my neuroses. I want to let you know, in all the doubt that I'm experiencing walking this path that I feel in my words is coming back to God, you know, like, I want to let you in on that. I don't want to come here and tell you about my highs. Those are great too, but like, come be messy with me. You know, is, is, is the highs for me, the highs are also messy. Like I, I have a hard time sometimes sharing or in the past sharing my highs, the vulnerability around people judging not in a fucking great space right now you're just not just appreciative and that you're loving this moment and and so there is something about there's a vulnerability to me about like i want to fucking embrace my my power also of like large appreciation or positivity without also that so i just want to plug that in it's it's valid all the way around for the shadow for the hard and also for me at times for for that you know when so many people are suffering and so forth what right do i have to say i'm fucking feeling great mm, mm. thank you for that and thank you for that reframe because it's not that i want to be stuck in just the lows i want to be stuck in what is real and if i'm sitting in front of you on a day where by the grace of something greater than me i'm feeling opened and centered and in flow with life and I can see that the infinite blessings around me, I wanna share that with you, right? And if I'm not there, I wanna share the opposite with you. And where I am right now is I'm either really low or I'm really high. Like I'm not spending much time in the middle and I'm working on some balance there cause I'm flopping, like I'm super neurotic and in my head. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, like I could see this existence for what it is and it's marvelous. And I shoot over to the high side and then I crash really low when I crash. So I'm working on like, what does it mean to watch that transition and be a little bit slower and sweeter in it? And so you want to share that uh, at times with somebody that you feel safe with that authentic aspect of where you're at. Keep in mind that I'm touching into this for the first time myself, right? 
and maybe in 15 years I've played enough with it and I can hold space or I can guide a group towards that. But right now I'm dipping into like, ooh, like what does it feel like to be utterly honest? Like, ooh, did not get the reaction. There's definitely a safe thing to say there and I didn't say it and I did not get the reaction of safety and validation. Like, can I sit with that, right? Or do I fall back into my old patterns of wanting to say something that leads to somebody to smile, even if it was not capital R real? And so because I'm still playing with that, like I need that space held by those sitting in front of me. And I'm finding myself really drawn when I do want to use words. The, the words that I've been saying are people that can hold the bigness or wideness of the human experience, you know, that can like listen to me go down and deep in this, this crazy train of thought and also hold like, he's got a soul, he's walking his path, he's going to be okay, you know, like he doesn't need saving or to witness a big high and also know like, and the low is right there on the other side of the coin. And I don't need to bring him down. I don't need to falsely humble him, but to hold kind of the wideness of that. Um, and now I'm aware that <laughs> we've shifted into a conversation around my needs and my spiritual process. And I don't know if I exactly want to go there. I want to pause to see what's alive for you. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. I love all that you're saying and, and that you're feeling. I don't know which sentence it was that you said, but I had a response to it inside my mind. And one of my responses was when you said that you wanted to be um, people that can like hold that wideness. And just between you and I, I'm going to say, fucking ask for it when you need it for with me. Go ahead and need it. Like, like there's part of me, like if, if you need that or if you needed it then, so open for you to just say, wow, this is really scary, but I'm going to say the conversation that we're going is just in a certain vibration that I want to go deeper. I want to share some vulnerability. Do you want to go there with me? Do you want to hold that space? And for me, I know this part of like, yeah, baby. I, I, most of the time I'm, I'm absolutely going to say that. And so for me, there's part of it of, yeah, you know, go ahead and, and do that. And and there's part of me saying, well, I can offer it, but there's this is agency in me, whether it's a therapist or my libertarian feeling is <laughs> like, take care of yourself, man. Ask for what you need and see, put it out, which is so fucking vulnerable because I know what it is for me when I ask for what I need and I don't do it a lot for the fear of it may not happen expectation. So I just wanna, that came up for me of like, whenever you need that with me, ask for it. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There's a couple things there that, that really land. There might be an art container. I do feel you and Rainbow are capable of holding that space. Like you've, you've been, you've walked the path, you know, you've touched all these different elements of what it means to be alive. You've had a lot of darkness. Like I, you've, you've like had your souls touched by the elation of life and the sorrows of life and you've just walked it. And so I think there's this knowing and this pull that like this space is available here, you know? And we don't drop into it. And so there's that incongruency of like, how do we step towards that? And I certainly have so much work to do in speaking what I need in a moment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think for me, there's that level, as you say, of a certain sweetness. And, you know, the years of my life of 57 there's also this part of like the simplistic things are, are really profound in some way, like the challenges of the world outside there when I'm in my home and just like cozy and I got my family and we're just 
feeling good and loving on each other to me that's like so freaking profound because i recognize that it is that i don't take it for granted i was traveling i was traveling around the world i got to to greece and i had a motorcycle kind of little accident was taken by this greek family uh, for about a week and the grandfather didn't speak any english the nephew interpreted things and he was just observing me and hearing me talk and so forth and at the very end, he gave me this like lesson. You know, he said, you know, when he was a young boy, the the thing that he most loved in, in his life was this pie, this fruit pie that his mother would make, and and it, it just satisfied him just like so much. That's all he wanted. And then he went through life and excelling and trying to be success and do this and do that. And now he's ninety two years old. And the one thing he looks forward to so much in his life is this fruit pie. <laughs> and <laughs> and there was this thing that, yeah, I was 28 at the time, and I kind of got it, but at 57, in the years, I'm kind of going like, I get the pro- profoundness of that mm-hmm. that simpleness. I've, like you said, I've gone through, and not to say that I don't go through complications and so forth, and but there's a certain perspective that I love of just putting out of, yeah, this this is what, a little bit of acceptance or like I want to accept life a lot more than push it and I'm not saying that you are at all this is my stuff or like when I of like I want to hold it all sacred or in container or profound or intimate can I do that can I can I hold these simple moments and really hold them in profoundness and acceptance like we said we're just fucking rapid on this and we don't know if we're gonna uh, have it go on air or not can we just accept that that's what's gonna be and yet I know there's also a desire for me if I want to go there with people and they're not able or willing to, it's really frustrating. The thing about that I feel good about is that we are able and we have to check in and see if we're willing and we can make that happen. Mm, that's good. I, uh, I'm watching my mind have all these places where it wants to go and then you're taking me in a different direction and I want to go there. Again, with the caveat that like, I'm feeling good right now. And so maybe this becomes a connective conversation for us and maybe we don't feel it's needed for the world. My brain's saying like, well, shift it in this direction because these are good words to share. And I want to come back to like, well, what's the meat of this? And the meat of this maybe isn't something that has to be shared. I want to put that, take that pressure away. Is so I am pushing life right now. I'm not like, that's where I am. I'm like, sometimes I joke that it's my angsty 20s. You should. And, and I am yeah. like hungry, hungry for God, hungry for truth, hungry to be in my expression of my soul. And it's like a burning fire, man. I mean, it like the, the stuff that used to get me high doesn't get me high anymore. And it's not because I'm some evolved special being. Like I almost kind of wish it did get me high. Life was easy when I could go like numb myself or feel uneasy and go be with friends and have that palliated, but it doesn't do it anymore. Like when I am stuck in my head and I'm not connected to my spirit, like it just feels like shit. Like, I, I mean, it, like I've had days recently that are unbearable. Like I, it, cause it just doesn't, I like, it's, it's so clear that it's an illusion and it's not what is real and I'm trapped in it. And it's like, I mean, it feels like you're like wearing the skin that's constricting you and you can't breathe. And I am like hungry to burst out of that, you know? And I don't think that like me pushing is helping it, right? Like it's, you know, Ram Dass says the snake sheds his skin when the snake sheds his skin. It doesn't happen any sooner than that. And so trying to fight your process is like my, it's still coming from the mind. I say that though, because I hear you so much at 57, like, yo, it's an apple pie, you know, and, or it's a, it's a pumpkin pie from rainbow and it's looking in Xander's eyes. And I hear that. 
I don't want to say I'm, I'm there. Some moments, you know, I pick a tomato off the vine and I'm like, everything is in this moment. Everything is in the biting of this tomato that was grown in this soil. And then I also want to honor the part of me that is like, I want truth and honesty at every moment right now. And I can't tell you why, and I'm not trying to piece together some arc of my journey. I love you for that. Yeah, but I'm hungry for it. And, and that's sometimes where I struggle is that people project their experience of life onto me. And often when, with others right now, I find that like where people are like, well, this is how I've done it in my life, or I'm a pretty centered, awake person. And this is how you do it. And I'm like, but it's not like we're all walking our separate paths and I need enough bigness in front of me to hold that my path could be different from yours. And so what I find sometimes is that often if, if one is not centered in their own truth, a lot of that can be triggering, you know, like, cause you put it through the lens of your own experience, you know, like, well, I didn't walk that path or why is this happening in this way for him? Or what does it mean for her? And Um, When I'm in a centered place, which is rarely these days, that's not true. But when I'm in a place to see the bigness of it, which is like these small moments of grace, I can see like, whoa, everyone is walking the exact path they have to be walking for us all to return home. And they got to be so different. And so who am I to judge somebody else's path? Who am I to project my own experience and say, this is what is right. This is what is wrong to become yourself. And I feel like there's a lot of this is now extending beyond our container, very much show, but I feel like tied to this theme of pretending, there's a lot of projection of one's own path and one's own self onto the experience of another. So did that happen when I was telling you about some of my feelings of simplicity in life? Because it is complicated because as I, as I have that, six to eight hours a day i'm going into a fucking truth yeah. with people and yeah. it's not like that's all my my life is not simple it's yeah. <laughs> it's navigating and i gotta feel what's feeling for me too so i just like put that out of of i'm just curious in that sense of can can you feel comfortable going to the places that you want to go let's say with me as a witness do you need me to go to my own places that are similar to those places that you're going to share or at times is it okay for me to really be a empathetic and compassionate witness of yours? Mm. I guess it'd be some of both, you know, like where I am in this moment is I want to like be moved to tears. I want to sit in front of somebody and I want to be myself open enough and intimate enough with that moment for something they say to make me cry and for something I say to make them cry. And and I know that that's possible. And yes, I wanna recognize this energy of like non-acceptance, wanting something that um, is not, and like pushing against the flow of life. And also like, it's like this hunger, it's like driving me, you know? It's, it's this thing within that like, wants me to be like, hey people, if we're gonna spend two hours together, I want us to discover things that we had no idea we knew. You know, See, but if you say that to me, I was, I was like, yeah, <laughs> baby, you know, cause I, in some way I am, I don't want to say sensitive around where you're at, other conversations that we had. And it was of course, different forms. You were this incredible angel for me to work out of your home. So I was in your space knowing at times that what was most comfortable for you is that we smile at each other, but we don't inter- interact on that level because of just being in that pace and that, in that workplace. And so for me too, like that 
that's just a, like also knowing like where you're at and it's an invitation for me to meet you there. I love that. You know, I'll just put that out. And maybe you also want that for me, you know, to be able to, to say that too. And for you to check in to see if you're available for that or not. Mm. Yeah. My self-doubt, my self-talk is strong right now because it's aware that we're recording and it's like, ooh, this seems like Thomas is a whiny child whose needs aren't getting met. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so I'm going to name that and we'll uh. keep rolling. And I can, can you check in with me on that? Yeah. Yeah, because I see you as this big, beautiful, wonderful, tender, incredible soul that is hungry for, <laughs> like you just said, like you're hungry for. I don't see that you being some whiny at, at all in that way. Like you are uh, searching and desiring and asking. So I just yeah. want to put that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that mirror. Yeah. I can quell that voice. I seek in relationship what is real. And so downstairs in the kitchen... I was like, oh, I'm so enjoying people talking about what's going on with his body and his meditation practice because it's clearly real to him. If that had been like some, oh, this is, my ego wants to share this to be validated by another man who's also exploring food and meditation, I don't think it would have felt the same, but it, it didn't feel that. Mm. I was like, here's Prepo, just Prepo in his essence, sharing stuff that's alive for him. And, and I don't even remember what you said, but I felt very close to you. And that is so much more important to me than the content of what was said, you know? It was real, it was what was real to the moment. And so it's not even that, you know, we're down in the den and let's say it's me, you and Xander and we're sitting, we're having tea and we're talking. It's not necessarily maybe that we go and excavate our souls and we're saying, hey, let's talk about our deepest shame because that again is a structure. You know, what real, what's real in that moment is might be telling our funniest stories or like shooting the shit, you know, or talking about stuff where we only feel safe in a, in a space of men to speak. But I want what is real. And I want, and I want for myself in a moment to be able to speak up. And, you know, they talk about this in nonviolent communication to like, it takes a lot of bravery, but to say, hey, are other people's needs for connection being met in this moment? I want to say that mine aren't. And if yours are, then I can remove myself from this conversation. But before I did that, I wanted to check in. And that like, I'm, ooh, you know, I mean, that's hard to say that with you and Xander, much less a group of strangers at a gathering at Earth Haven, right? And yet that's what I want. It, would you and, even say that before you ate pumpkin pie? Or would you wait till after? <laughs> Definitely after. It's rainbows pumpkin pie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, there's a realness. To, there's a realness to trust that, okay, this is good. Because sometimes the word like realness or honesty could be framed through it being so deep and juicy and tear-provoking. And it's so often not that. You know, like uh, I had this friend, one of my best friends, Zach, came to visit recently. And Zach holds the biggest space of anybody I've met in my whole life. I mean, he is gifted in this and it is so wide and he's known me for seven years. So I'm all of my adulthood. And so has this composition of me that very few people have. And um, he was our first person, at day, first hire at Daymaker. And we went to LA together mm. and then went around the country when we were doing that. And we will be sitting sharing and he'll share something really evocative and deep. And my honest reaction might be like, whoa, I'm really triggered by that. And I'm pretty caught in my own stuff because it's making me question my life choices. And that's what is real. You know, like my identity, the performance-based training wants to look and say, well, the right thing would be to say, that was really sincere or thank you so much for sharing or maybe even shed a tear. 
but that's not what I was feeling when he said that. You know, I was actually feeling really stuck in my smallness because he said something that put me through the lens of not walking the right path. And I named that to him and he could hold that. You know, he could hold like, whoa, I shared something intimately. And Thomas's honest reaction was smallness. And, and because it was his honest reaction, it must point to truth. Because to me, honesty is, all, is a pathway to the larger truth. And in those micro moments of honesty, it doesn't feel like that. It often feels like shit, you know, because you're going to like somebody in front of you's feelings might be moderately hurt. But in the long run, all of those micro moments of honesty add up to us being in touch with this larger truth. But man, people, that's hard to hold. It's very and, hard to and, hold. And so it's like, yeah. it's like you have to make a lot of those micro moments that kind of feel like, ooh, ah, ee, before you start to feel the oh, I get it now. I get that I can walk out of my front door and feel like I related congruently to all those people. But it took a lot of chipping away at these conditionings and these patterns. And so that's what I want to like kind of reframe that it's not that I'm seeking, because I said that it's not that I'm seeking we cry together all the time. I'm seeking that we can share what is real and that that can be held by the other in a way that the other might need to say, whoa, that hurts a little bit. So I'm going like, to let my ego be hurt by that. And my soul like honors the hell out of yeah, you for saying that. That's right. Yeah. To be inspired by somebody's risk taking of that honesty. We were at Esalen. What came up for me was we were in this group and one guy was sharing and he was just really, it was an open seat sharing and he was going on and a lot of trauma about his family and how he was acting out. There was one guy, his name was Christoph and he was from uh, Germany. Just, just a really like honest shooter. And all of a sudden, uh, there was some feedback from the group and um you know people were like empathetic to the guy and so forth and christoph just looked goes that was bullshit i didn't feel the truth in that at all and i remember mm. taking this like oh my mm. god what the hell are you doing and guess what i saw some of that shit too and i didn't name mm. that mm. and there was something about like wow is that inspiring and he also it wasn't he wasn't just a rude asshole but he kind of felt like that was where he was going. He had a huge compassionate side. And that was inspiring to me to be able to like, he just like said his truth and it was an environment that everybody's truth can be held. So I don't know how much that relates, yeah. but it, it really came. It relates. I, I there's I've got a couple of moments like that in groups. And I think that would take us down a different path. But what it speaks to is there is a space for that honesty, right? And I don't think running around speaking my truth is compassionate always. You know, when I'm standing in um, Ingalls buying groceries, like speaking my truth to the person in line is not necessarily compassionate. You know, it's not meeting them where they are. In those spaces where that's possible, I'm like, we have to do that work. And that's what I feel about this den. Like it's prepo and rainbow. It's prepo and rainbow. And it's Xander. Like, if there's places in the world to do that work, it's in this den, you and know? You do, and you don't want to waste it. Right. I don't want to end up orienting to that the same way I orient to meeting a new person at the co-op, you know, which is like, hey, we can talk about these things and I know they're going to land and I can smile at you. And, and I'm sure one day I'll grow enough to sit in that and like you do and for it to be like, you know, I'm watching this for what it is. But right now, like, it, it just feels I'm in the crucible and everything that touches me is helping shape me. And there's not many places to go where like you can get that straight shooting Kristoff honesty. And I'm like, so I want it. 
if somebody's capable of giving it to me, freaking give it to me, you know, because like, you're not serving me by keeping me in my safe armor. Like when we just wear our armor around each other, like I'm trying to take my armor off, but I got a raging ego too, that does not want to take my armor off because it's the scariest thing in the world to take your armor off. So when I'm in a place where my armor can come off and somebody can start to maybe poke some soft holes in it, I'm like, give it to me. Cause that's the greatest gift you can give, you know, mirror what's actually alive in a story. You know, when I say something, tell me that didn't really land. And let me sit with that, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'm just rendezvousing with some of my hunger that I had when I left the corporate world. And that's where I went. I went to Esalen where it was open like that. And so th- I, I understand that, that hunger. And uh, I so encourage it. And so it's reminding me too of, of that hunger or that aliveness. And yeah, bring it on. Yeah. And I also want to throw out to kind of like maybe prod a little bit to see if there's something there for you. And if not, deny it. But I wonder, like, I mean, our personalities are designed for comfort. They're designed for safety. They're designed to want to know. And so I think my story is that as we get older, like, you've done some work, you've walked the path, and it's like, hey, I can I can kind of settle into myself, you know? I think there's truth to that. And I also wonder, though, if if there is a false settling, like, if there's a man, it hurts to move towards truth. Like it's a destruction. It's a destructive process. You're shedding away all of these things that are not real. Like it's not a feel, it does not feel good, you know? And there's moments of like feeling really grounded in it, but like it, it hurts often, you know? And I wonder too, like, I hope that I always feel that I'm in process. And I hope that I always maintain the vigor for truth I feel now. I hope it's softer when I'm older. I hope it's not so like, it's like, I mean, you see it, it's fiery, it's rigid right now. Like it's, um, it's some tight energy. And I hope there's more gentleness with myself as I get older. But I also hope that I'm all always in quest because like in my words, on my path, I'm never going to reunite with God in this body. It doesn't work like that, you know, but I hope the hunger never leaves me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hope it doesn't either. Yeah. Yeah. What comes to mind for me of that is I think it's wonderful that I have a space with Rainbow to be able to do that. And I do the, do that, you know, with her. And so I don't think we've come complacent in, in that way. I have a partner that I'm able, she sees sides of me and I get to express it because I know she'll hold space. And so I think for me as, as I've gotten older, like the ways of maybe there is coping or discernment or this part of me is like all right something's coming up and you know what like i don't want to look at it right now today tuesday and thursday because i i'm i'm giving a commitment to other people right now saturday and sunday comes fuck everybody i'm going i'm feeling it i'm going to write about it i might talk about it and is that authentic honesty in the moment i don't know you know because what's also authentic is i really want to be there for other people or it's not coming up so strongly that i'm out of integrity of my own well-being. That's an interesting balance for me too. Like I, I know for me, I, I need a, I need the safe, there's not a lot of people that hold, that I trust to hold a container. Fuck no, not at all. And so, you know, I've, I've got to do work on creating that with mm. people too. Mm. Yeah. There feels to really be something there to me, right? Because you said that and, and something in my perspective shifted. It was like a simple shift where I was like, oh, people are spending this time with Rainbow. It's not coming out in our container, but like he's walking the path. It's it's coming out in this beautiful, safe container that he's built for how many years? 
25, baby. Yeah. 26 together, 25. Yeah, it was the anniversary recently. Did that package ever show up? It did. It was okay. yummy. Okay. It was wonderful and yummy. Not mine, the 25th anniversary oh, one. Oh, yes, it did. Okay, okay. It sure did. Um, is, uh, like, I almost, like, I almost wish you would say to me, like, hey, Thomas, I don't, like, I, I see the, the frequency that you want to be on. I, Prepo, don't feel comfortable yet enough with you holding space for me to explore these things. I'm going to name that. I, Prepo, feel comfortable holding that space for you, and I know you want to go there, but I'm not ready yet to go there, yeah. you know? And uh, it's like, we haven't, we've been in relationship for but a I don't year. Feel, I'm just going to say, I don't feel that okay. with you. Yeah. But then if you feel the opposite, I'm like, well, let's go there, you know? Because yeah. we're, we're a year and a half into our relationship, and we're maybe having the first conversation orienting around, like, how do we want to be together? Because in the absence of a brutally honest, I don't like the word brutal, in the absence of a, in a deeply honest conversation around how to be together, we default to the norms. And the norms for us are like um, intellectual banter about food systems and what food does in our bodies. And not that there's not truth there too, but like that's the, that's the equivalent of sports for the people who, who maybe live somewhere else, you know? It's like the known safe place to go. Like it, my soul is not going to be disrupted. I'm not going to leave feeling triggered or crying. <laughs> like it's a pretty safe space to be in. And I, and I think our bodies, our systems, our personalities default to what is safe. And in the absence of really looking at that and naming it, we continue to walk there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in the smaller interactions, timeframes that, that we've had, whether that was like a lunchtime over your house or, or invitation for a walk, which we haven't really done much, are those possibilities to go there? Or are they more, wait, we know like there's not a lot of distractions. We're going to be with each other for a couple hours. There's a possibility there. Mm. I feel open. My, my gut is... It's more of the latter. And then once you tap into that, in those briefer moments, it can be shared. But it like it takes, and I think you too, like pretty sensitive. It takes a while for like energy bodies to settle into each other and start to feel like, oh, okay, we're here, you know? And now we're uncovering some layers and we're uncovering some layers without it being this like shock into cold water, you know? Because that doesn't often end up feeling nourishing, you know? And I do that sometimes because I'm still playing with what this means. Like, I remember I went on a walk recently with somebody here and I just had a pretty crazy experience and um, right away I shared it and it felt so bad and she's capable of holding that space, but it like, it was so not the right place in the right time. Like we just, we hugged and started walking and in five minutes, I'm like, I had this experience on medicine and it's like, oh my God, I've never had this before. And it was like, my soul was like, why did you oh no it so was not it you know there's this soft easing into each other and so my story is that with longer periods together with times like this our bodies our systems our minds our souls equate and then maybe in a 25 minute lunch exchange you're able to be like hey can i just i gotta get some stuff off my chest can i go for 15 minutes and i'm like yeah and i get it what it i i get it now after those longer periods of what it means for you to go for 15 minutes you know like, because without those, I'm like, ooh, I don't, uh, I don't know where Prepo's footing in the earth is. So I don't know what these things mean. But at some point I see your footing in the earth or I feel it a little bit. And then I know what those things mean. Mm. I love that. Yeah. What's coming to me is like, what we're talking about is aspects of like how to be with radical honesty. I remember reading the book. I don't know if you ever read Radical Honesty by Brad Blayton. There's a part, I remember like, 
he's he was telling about like radical honesty. You need to tell your wife that you masturbate to her best friend's picture. You know, I'm thinking. And I remember saying some truth to Rainbow when she was sitting on the toilet one day, and she's like, "Now, is this what you want to tell me? Like now?" And I remember I was like, "Baby, I'm trying to be radically honest with you." And then I thought, "Oh wait, wait, there's a safe container. I'm missing the safe container." He, his book didn't talk about a safe container. He's like, "Fuck the safe container." I believe in a safe container for radical honesty. So um, I'm, I'm just put that out. And part of the radical, part of that safe container is also checking in, right? you available for am i going to have the time frame or space or whatever so i know for me like there I, i've wanted to be like fuck it just be radically honest and just say it and yet i think there there's a there's an energetic field that i want safe containers is all, is all mm. what i do mm. it's important to me yeah. yeah that's what you're so good at constructing right mm. a safe container for people right. yeah and and a safe container to also go wild and go deep like not just to be safe right like i want to say right. that and yeah but it's the body being like i can sit and breathe and with that breath i can start to excavate like i feel like i'm here and i want to say to that too this came up yesterday and with a friend that um it, it is an energetic burden to carry that honesty to carry the energetic of like being deeply in touch with what is real and i don't think it serves me to run around doing that all the time you know and um, a neighbor said to me recently, they said, and I think this is known by so many people, it's new to me. They're like, just give a no. You don't need a reason for your no. Give a no. And, a, and another neighbor asked me yesterday, she asked for some help on the land. And I like, don't want to take on structured responsibility. And, I, and right away, in a way that I was proud of, I was like, no. Like, it wasn't, I wasn't trying to validate. I felt really good. And then I started to explain myself. And I was like, but this isn't a container to go there. Like, I don't feel like we have a container for me because my no was about my internal process, which is like, hey, my propensity is to say yes and to people please and I get excited by things and I'm working through that. But like she couldn't, she, that wasn't a container for her to hold that. She doesn't know me in that way. We hadn't established safety. And so then I, again, I left feeling a lesser version of that earlier share with a friend, but kind of like, oh, I felt like I just gave some part of my soul that didn't mm. want to be given. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm saying this for myself, like in our container where we're moving towards those safe bounds, like let's go to honesty. And also I don't want to turn that into this thing where I'm running around revealing my soul to, to people in a way that feels unsafe and unnourishing, you know? And also I love what John O'Donohue says that our soul is doing its work in the dark. And when we try to understand it too much, you know, like it stops doing its thing because the light is brought to it. And so like, I barely know what's going on inside of me. And so if I share that, that's gotta be so safe. That's gotta be so safe. And, and I'm, I'm speaking these words for myself because again, I'm like, I go from the lows to the highs and I'm like, ooh, I'm pretending all the time to, oh, I gotta be radically honest all the time. And it's not that either, you know, it's where the space is there. Let's go. Hmm. Yeah. So I'll make a commitment to you that I'll, I'll do everything that I can when I say yes, if you ask, or we're, what do we venture there, that I create as much safe space on my end as I can. Yeah. And be honest when I can't, right? That no, which is, is so important. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And I want to add that I've said this to you before in a certain form that you know, I look at compassion and compassion is something that we've identified as a good trait in the world. And so many of us are working on being more compassionate and I'm right there with you, you know, 
And yet, if compassion is not what is real, you are not serving. I am not serving by being compassionate in a moment. And I look around at so many people and they're working on cultivating these good attributes. And I'm like, I want to cultivate what is real. And so I say this because in terms of honesty, like the good thing I hope to take away from this time together is not, ooh, Thomas needs, when Thomas asks for space, he, I need to hold it. What I want is for you to actually speak what's alive, which is like, ooh, dude, like I was just bringing you some bread. Like I'm not, I'm not looking to go there right now. I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty insular right now. I'm not looking to open up a pathway to connection. Like, and, and again, I think we know we're orienting towards realness if life has a lot of bumps. If it's smooth, like I don't think we're orienting towards realness. Realness is chunky. It is not easy to find yourself in a world that is pulling against you and that has shown you so many things that are not yourself. It is not a smooth ride to find yourself and to be yourself and then to love that self. And so maybe a good sign is like you're feeling a lot of choppiness on the water and that means you're moving towards realness. And so I hope a deep relationship with us is one that we can appreciate the choppiness and name the choppiness and know that it's okay. And that in the long run, that choppiness is leading to a more beautiful island than we could have ever projected or expected without that choppiness. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. I, I welcome that too. Yeah, when I was thinking about like saying to you that if I say yes, like I want you to know that I want to be there, like that's also a feeling of, that's a part of me that I really like you know, to be able to do that and to be able to say yes. And then a minute later to be able to go, oh, fuck, I fucked up. It's not a yes. I hear you asking, you know, for that realness. And uh, I like holding space. You know, I mean, to me, uh, I do that well. But and, and it really, I learned so much about myself in that reflection of others. And it's an added juicy life-giving when I know somebody is willing to go, okay, you don't have to be that role and you can come in how you come in because that inspires me. Your realness inspires me. So I hear that invitation for realness and I don't get that a lot. So I really appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I also imagine it's hard, like, you, it'd be complicated to show up to a therapy session and say, hey, I'm not really feeling like I want to be here today. So there's not a whole lot of space to... I'm, I'm, good, at compa- I'm good at pushing it aside because it's not about me. When, and when people say, how are you doing? Like part of me is like, really? You really uh, do you fucking, re- you know, mean, you really mean that? You're going to be paying me for the next 10 minutes to say anything, all right? I know I can't, I can't go there, yeah. you know, or I choose not to go there, or, you know, not to model it or whatever, um, and maybe an experiment would be, all right, do you want to hold the space for five minutes for me and see, like, uh, we'll practice on your listening skills and your validation skills. And, you know, it could be a teaching moment. Something that I, something that there's this um, woman who she calls it astrology therapy. And I've done some sessions with her and she's become a close friend. And so when we get on, there's, there's deep curiosity for me of how she's doing in the world. And I know the time is about me and I'm paying for it. And I'm like, look, I can't dive in on second 15 about what's going on. Like, again, can we establish some intimacy together? And so what we've started doing is we'll schedule, and I don't know how this could work in your world, but we schedule five or 10 minutes, depending on the day, in addition to our scheduled time. And that is time where she shares with me. And I feel so good because there's a vulnerability that she's opening up and she of course wants some space held and like we have that relationship 
And so then, and then we transition and it feels really natural. Mm-hmm. I, I give people the invitation at times to say, you, you're welcome to ask me any question that you want about me or anything. There's nothing off limits. And, and like, I'm kind of putting out like the juice and it really doesn't go back juicy, no. you know, because <laughs> the part of me is like, yeah, yeah, like you don't have to take care of me. I, if you really just want to me to put it out in a, in that, I will, I will answer whatever question comes up for you. Even if it's so damn personal, I'll do that. And I guess that's part of me, like asking for a little bit of that in that realness of the therapeutic setting, because the therapeutic relationship is just is what heals. But I know that, that I'm not, my clients aren't there to, to take care of my needs in that way, you know? So it's an interesting that I spent so much time of my life during the day like that. Yeah. I'm thinking about a world where, again, it's a consistent reorientation to this. I mean, it's so, we're so ingrained to do the opposite of like sharing what is real. It's just, it's, I mean, it's against like everything that we've been conditioned for. And I'm imagining in the same way that people reorient to presence, like you're living in a community and a, and a bell goes off like pretty, pretty sporadically. And it's like, what is real? What is real? What is real? You know, and it's like this constant reorientation. Be like, wait, yeah, what is real in this moment? You know, let me check in inside what is real. And maybe that needs some external conversation too. But you've been doing something so beautiful of like taking moments of real, uh, what I perceive of like really checking out of connection to like a phone or a ch- connection to a computer and um, and you stopped your, your position at Daymaker and like you're primed for the space to be able to explore like what is real and bring down the static and I totally commend you. I'm so freaking excited for you, you know, in these moments of this, you know, discovery and that's why I was also thinking it's been a few weeks and I was like, Ooh, I'm hoping that like Thomas wants to do a podcast. Like what's coming up for him in those moments. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the part of my personality is still like, well, I hope it delivered something. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anything coming up in the space between us? Mm. And my sense is this is something that takes time and we can't manufacture. But there's a sense of, I find when I move deeper in relationship where people have an understanding of my orientation to the world, what I talked about with where my feet are on the ground and can listen from that perspective, can listen as the witness in their own body grounded and then also put it through the lens of what Thomas is walking. I think that takes a deep level of understanding of somebody else, you know? And I have a couple friends where like that's possible because they've watched me enough. And maybe they don't put it in astrological terms or numerological terms or tridosha terms, you know? Although those also could be helpful. Like, hey, you got a lot of air energy. I'm seeing that like you're really in a tornado of your head right now. But there's something beautiful to me about long relationship because that seems to happen naturally where I can watch enough of your waves, enough of your highs and your lows and your in-betweens so when I've seen the 15th one to have some perspective, you know, because I think like we're all each other's gurus, you know, we're all the sage that, that, that I needed in that exact moment that I couldn't give myself because I'm too inside of it. I'm too inside of my own experience to see it for what it is. And so what a gift for somebody else to mirror that experience from a place of deep knowing connected to deep truth and also connected to deep knowing of me 
and myself and able to combine both of those and wisdom emerges, you know? And it's like that whole thing, we get together and we say things we didn't know that we knew, you know? And you're not, you're not offering me something from Prepo the counselor. You know, it's not like, oh, you know, I read that Thomas is really in his head. I read this meditation practice. It's more like I, it's his vision. It's not that. It's his vision of we're on a walk. The sun is shining and I'm sharing and we're tapped into this. Like, it's like we both put our foot in this well that only came about because we were together. And I'm seeing my side of the well and I'm talking and sharing from it. But you're in that same well and you feel something. And it's like, whoa, I have no idea where that came from. And I'm like, God, that was such good truth, Prepo. Thank you. I'm so lucky you said that, but it didn't come from something um, premeditated or prepared. It came out of the moment. It came out of your intimacy with that moment and really being dropped into that space with me beyond your stories and your projections and your ideals and your analyzations and judgments, which were all running. You're in that space with me and it comes out. And like, God, I get, I get these gems from people sometimes and I'm like, I would have traveled to India to see Maharaji to get that, you know, and you gave it to me because you were tapped into that space. And to me, intimacy is that, is that medicine there. Is anything else alive for you? It feels wonderful for the invitation to just be human. I love that. Yeah. I yearn for those level of, of honest and truthful connection. Yeah, I definitely do. I love when they happen. So I'm, hmm, I'm juicily excited <laughs> for more possibilities and particularly with you. Mm. I'm also aware of, I want to just check in if there's a poem coming for you because you mentioned the possibility of reading one. So I'm back in another level of, mm. you know, making sure like mm. some of that need gets mm. Mm. yeah and just uh coming back out between us and then the listeners and, and whatever the listeners are, are thinking about this authentic and radical honest relationship of modeling and and journeying on that and what that would be like to have more in their life and to tap into that in their friendships their partnerships their family so much juice there <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wish for everybody that there are moments in really difficult days, moments in really difficult weeks, moments in maybe months or years that go by of feeling lost where they feel the realness of life coming through them and that they are given somebody in front of them that either takes them there or brings them out in that and that they can feel like beneath it all that there is something ever present luminous, real, and that it is them, and that they are able to share that. Um, maybe that's a prayer for yeah. everybody listening. Folks, that wasn't a poem. That was Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a poem if, if you're ready. Yeah. So there was one I had in mind that I read this morning, and then there was another one that related to the space, and I was like, which one am I going to choose? And then looking for those two, I flipped to this one, and it feels perfect. It's neither of those. Show yourself here. Show yourself to me. What use are secrets? Strip to your barest essence, dancing naked in the sun. Hold back nothing. Would you hide from the wild creator of the world? No. Show yourself, sensual, full of grace, or awkward, 
base or sacred. It's all the same to me. I see past skin. Show yourself. I hear the longing in your morning song. Step forward to the sun's own spotlight. Show yourself and perhaps you'll see what I see. Spirit wrapped in humanity. Spirit shrouded in mystery or shrinking in fear. Spirit, you are no different than me. Show yourself and your eyes will learn a deeper seeing. Surrender to the unknown. Yes, I hear your moans of pleasure and delight. Yes, that winged spirit, that wise soul, an earthly loving soul taking flight, that glowing, growing, limited by nothing, one with everything, radiant spirit. That is you, that is me. Show yourself and there find freedom. Who is that by? It's by Dana Faltz. Show yourself and there you will find freedom. Mm. It's like this exhale, you know, like we're, we're walking around. What's the old adage that it takes a lot more energy to maintain a lie than it does the truth, something like that. And when we are as we are and we trust what we feel, there's no story to maintain because all there is, is can I check into what is happening right now? And I may able to communicate that verbally or non-verbally. And that's all we have to do. And instead, I live my life caught in these prisons of my own making. Oh, what is that wall? What is that wall? Oh, I built a house that says this about me. I need to continue to affirm that. And it's like, when I'm here and I'm in the moment, I'm so free. You know, all of that stuff falls away. And I'm like, whoa, my ego thinks I'm X, Y, Z, but that's not what I'm feeling. <laughs> and I'm going to share what I'm feeling. And it's like, I, I said, um, I was with this friend yesterday and I've been in like a lot of stuckness recently. I mean, my hard days are hard right now. I mean, they are like, just all my shit's coming up. I'm super neurotic. Like I can't meditate. I mean, it's my, my hard days are hard. And I told her, I said, and I, and I'm finding the way that they shift is grace. You know, it's nothing I do. It's a grace comes in and it moves it. But the one thing that I've seen that I'm able to do is I'm given these small moments to be deeply honest. And if I am honest, it breaks it. It's just like crazy calculation that I mean, my mind can't understand it. It's not linear, but it's like, I'm, when I'm in that stuckness, I'm given these small moments, a phone call comes in, a neighbor comes to the door, something happens and I never do it, but I'm aware that like, if I could be actually honest in this moment and a couple of times that I have been, all of the stuckness breaks. It's like this, I'm carrying this giant mounds and mounds and mounds and mounds of something that is not real. And I'm feeling under the weight of it all, you know, barely can breathe. And then it's like, there's a little light that pokes through. It's like, well, can you simply speak? Like, what is real? And I do, and all of those blankets fall away. And I'm like, whoa, I'm just me standing here. The weight of all of that was the weight of my illusions about myself. And in a moment of realness, it broke all of it. That's beautiful. At the same time, I was having this vision. Did you ever see this movie called like The Creation of Lie with Ricky Gervais? No. So, I probably didn't get it right. But the whole thing is they live in a society and world where everybody can't lie. They only tell the mm. truth. So he's going on a blind date with uh, some really pretty actress. I can't remember her name. But she opens up the door and she looks at him she said, I'm definitely not having sex with you tonight. And I was just masturbating. I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to finish before we go out to eat. And like the whole movie like, like that, right? <laughs> Until like the lie comes. And, and it's just like, wow, to live in a freaking world, Whoa. you know, where 
where that and many many times you know oh that hurts but then they keep going on or yeah. whatever that is i don't know how much of of that but there's there's got to be a place meeting in that in some way so that just that just came up for me because there when i watched that movie there was all there was a lot of excitement for the possibility of at least what would that be to that we meet there that I, i'm aware of time the the thing that i i, I want to throw in is that I'm experiencing is when we're not honest, we reject parts of ourselves. I think masturbation is a great example. If we're, and again, I'm not, I'm not advocating for running around sharing your masturbation practices because that's like, it's, it's, it's extractive to your soft, tender, loving body that wants to feel safe and nurtured. But also like when we lie about that in a safe container or we feel shame about it, we're cutting off that part of us. And we're telling that part of us that it's bad and it's not wanted and, it, and it's not, a, and oh, we got to tuck you in the closet. When really the thing that leads somebody to masturbate, whether it is in touch with this truth or a distorted version, is our desire to be sensually and sexually alive in these human bodies. And that is beautiful. But when we like, when if somebody asks me like, oh, what are your masturbation practices? And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really masturbate. I'm like telling that part of me like, hey, I don't, I'm not going to put voice to you. I don't believe in you. Like we're going to keep you hidden. You know, when we don't talk about our darkness, we don't talk about our shame or the guilt or the malice or the self-talk that we're all running that paints ourselves as the worst person in the world. We don't talk about that. We're just casting it away and telling it that it's not a part of us. And that's more disintegration. And what we're looking for is integration and harmony with those parts of ourselves. And so honesty says to my neighbor, there is the part of me that is really triggered by you and is not present around you. That part of me is valid. And that part of me is a part of me too. And maybe as it's integrated, it shifts and it grows, but right now it's just that, you know? And if you're big enough to hold that, you can sit and say, maybe at a personality level, that hurts my feelings. And maybe at a soul level, well, Thomas is becoming Thomas. You know, Thomas is playing with this part of him that hurts and he's bringing it to the light. God, isn't that great? He's becoming Thomas, just like I became me, you know? But it's, I don't feel that often held because we're human and we're yeah. triggered and it hurts. Exactly. And we have fears yeah. of what it would be like to go up our neighbor with the guns, bows, and arrows and tell them how we really feel. <laughs> <laughs> Not just because you want Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm feeling a lot of love and feeling... Uh, I am grateful for where we went, however it was. Yeah. Uh, didn't plan shit, and that felt good. <laughs> I'm I'm curious. I was going to ask you after, but I want to ask you now. Do you think we share this, or do you think this was pre-post yeah. time? Nah. Well, I, I'm I'm open to share. Mm. Let people let people get a shot of excavating radical honesty. Mm. Let them have their own conversations with people around it. Hey, folks, have your own freaking conversations around what is radical honesty and showing yourself and meeting in that place of honesty and truth. What is it for you, wherever you're at? So here's an invitation. Thomas and I, we just ventured, and thanks for eavesdropping on us. Mm, sweet. That's yeah. fun. Cool. Yeah, I, I didn't. At some point I said, I said the words to you. I said, I hope it delivers. And you just gave me, you just made eye contact. And I was like, oh, he's being honest and not validating. It didn't deliver. We're not going to put it out. That's okay, but it's cool if you want to put it out too. Thank you, my man. Thank you for having me back. It feels good to be in the studio and it feels good to feel like I just came here and connected with you in a way that has felt potential and there for a while. And that it also can meet the needs of a podcast and that we found some overlap. 
I'm like, that's a good day. Yeah, it was special. Relationships. Let's talk about it. Is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Toplitsky, visit prepo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Thank you.